Well, welcome back to a uh, the eighth episode of Joel Show, the only show on the internet uh, that is a hundred percent a temple to my ego. Which I think really what we're seeing in the world right now is that you know the more we can kind of serve our own egos and not engage with others, um, the better off we're going to be. I think, you know, the more kind of performative, self-serving stuff you can do in this time, that's probably the thing to do. And I think, um, yeah, I think that's the way to do it. (laughs) Oh, man. Some, uh, the BLM rallies, protests still going strong in the States. Um, haven't heard of as many in Canada since then, but I'm sure there's still some going on in major cities. Um, you've got the uh, Seattle Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, the CHAZ, which uh, <laughs> made Fox News read an excerpt of dialogue from Monty Python and the Holy Grail on air because they thought it was a real Reddit post about the Capitol Hill autonomous zone, which is great, which I think really displays to me that either the people at Fox News who work there in their, you know, kind of behind the scenes research department either are grossly incompetent or actively working to undermine that network, (laughs) which you know, the optimist in me says that it's they're actively trying to undermine that network, but the realist in me says they might, they might just not care. (laughs) That might be one of those jobs where you come in, you punch in, you punch out. There's not a lot of passion to it. You cry on your way home. It, uh, it does not seem like a fun place to work. I will say that (laughs) regardless of what you feel about the level to which Murdoch media has destroyed our democracy. Um, you got to admit, does not look like a fun place to work. Everyone's angry all the time. I've never seen a Tucker Carlson uh, segment where he isn't, well, this is what, can you believe everything is, <laughs> defund the police. That's right. You heard that right. That means when you go down to the police store to try and pick up a police to try and uh, save you, that means when you're out on the street and a mugger comes up to you instead of a police officer swinging down like Batman, a social worker will show up. Well, you heard it right, folks. That's the world the liberals would have you live in. These leftist anarchist Antifa people would like to live in a world where Batman isn't coming to save you. Also, it's worth noting in this situation, Batman is what uh, just regular police are to Tucker Carlson, which uh, if there was ever an argument against defund the police is go the Batman route instead of defunding the police, maybe give them a hundred billion dollars each to do their job. (laughs) 
What if instead of defunding the police, we sent them to train in the mountains with ninjas and then come back and save our uh, city from a cavalcade of costumed uh, villains? Um, I think that's the real kind of uh, practical solution to a lot of our problems is if we could just try and make uh, all of our sort of policing, if we could try and transition that over to a more kind of independent contractor uh, Batman type situation. What we need to do is we need to get police off the streets and we need to start just letting billionaires uh, beat up poor people um, and those who are mentally ill in their pajamas. What we need to do is we need to let Jeff Bezos uh, grab himself a pair of nunchucks and some cool gauntlets with blades on the side and dress up like a giant uh, flying squirrel and we need to set him loose on New York City. That's the only real way, like, because here's the thing. A couple years ago, I think, Jeff Bezos said that he had no idea how he was ever going to spend the amount of wealth that he had. Therefore, he was going to be starting a, um, a, 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 a space exploration company. He goes, really, at the level of wealth that I have, the only thing I can do is start a space exploration company, which really just glides over the fact that what you could do with that level of wealth is become Batman. You could become Batman several times over. I'm pretty sure Jeff Bezos is worth like a hundred times what Bruce Wayne is fictionally worth. (laughs) Oh... Just Jeff Bezos getting jacked. If we're honest, though, if you look at Jeff Bezos, that's not Batman. That's Lex Luthor. Like, he's he's got the bald head. He's got the uh, disdain for the common man. <laughs> he is, like, he's kind of getting jacked now. Like, you can tell Bezos was like, as soon as I hit that $100 billion mark, I figured, you know what? That's not going to be enough. Uh, to uh, gain me the respect of uh, my peers. I think I'm also going to get swole. I think I'm going to start paying a team of nutritionists, trainers, uh, yoga instructors, massage therapists. Um, and also, you know what? I'm going to tra- uh, pay just a team of people to manipulate my arms while I'm at the gym. If you're that rich, you can do that, right? Like, you can just pay someone at all times to sit there squeezing your muscles. That's how billionaires get jacked. Like, celebrities, when they're going to do a movie, it's like, oh, we're going to do some, you know, some steroids, take some testosterone juice a bit. Um, We're going to get a nutritionist. We're going to get a trainer. Um we're going to kind of, you know, redefine our life for a couple months so we can really bring uh, Superman, Batman, or whoever to the screen. We just need it to look good. When a billionaire wants to get that jacked, all they do is they go down and they just, they go out on 
Craigslist and they find someone willing to just, at all times, they've got a team of people around them just squeezing their biceps, punching them in the abs. Uh, they got them, uh, you know, there's someone just beating on their chest at all times. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, this is, this is, I think, the way to really make things work is we've got to just... <laughs> we've i i want to become batman is there some way i can avoid going to the mountains and like you know uh, doing a million push-ups every day and learning how to fight with a katana with liam neeson is there a way i can skip some of these steps i do have a lot of money <laughs> Well, yeah, absolutely. Our platinum membership plan here at the gym is we just have a team of people come and just uh, basically squeeze your muscles until you turn into Bane. <laughs> we'll squeeze your muscles and we'll run an IV drip of protein and calories in you at all times. And honestly, it's, you know... It's incredibly dangerous. Uh, there are certain groups out there who say it's, you know, in violation of uh, sections two to six of the Geneva Convention. But you can put on about 100 pounds of muscle in a month doing it that way. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's really what matters is results. If, if you can justify the means, the ends really all that matters. Don't worry about the means. You know what? Don't even worry about justifying the means. For our double extra platinum package, we have someone who can justify the means for you. And um, that's, you know, maybe kind of, uh, it's, you know, it's an extra package, but if money, money is no object. Well, if money is no object, then um, yeah, I would recommend going for that. And, uh, you know, that also does come with, as soon as you do hire our um, team to justify the means, we also uh, do extract uh, testosterone from um, endangered silverback gorillas um, and uh, uh, Cambodian uh, thresher sharks. And are those high in testosterone? Oh, the highest. Uh, you should see the set of testicles on a Cambodian thresher shark. Um, we'll take that and we'll inject it directly into your muscles one at a time. Just zunk, 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 zunk. And um, yeah, before you know it, you'll be swelling up like one of those bulls that you see in, um, you know, photos online that look like bodybuilders. Well, why wouldn't I just extract the testosterone for one of those bulls? That, oh, you, honestly, you, these sharks, they're just one big bicep. They're not, they're not that sleek kind of, ooh, jetting through the water shark that you see. Those are, those are the, the weak kind of uh, virginal uh, sharks that uh, they haven't been uh, pumping iron enough. These sharks are um, basically, they're just one big bicep. They are, they're 96% uh, deltoid. And it's, we breed them in captivity. And I know, 
injecting yourself with shark testosterone that have been bred in a special facility um, that is like 90% of the plot to Deep Blue Sea and that didn't go well. And it also sounds like more the origin of a supervillain and less the origin of a hero of the people like uh, Batman. But at the end of the day, as long as you get the end you want, we can take care of those means. We can take care of justifying that. We can whitewash it, get NDAs. Um, we can wipe hard drives. We actually do have um, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones on the payroll, and they will come in with one of those uh, neuralizer flashy things from Men in Black. And anyone that witnesses any of these uh, kind of steps that you're skipping in order to get to Batman quicker, we can kind of just, we can, you know, get rid of those people. It, um, and uh, yeah, I think there's, you know, you're a strong candidate for it and we can definitely get that done. Why don't billionaires do that? I think you agree. You've listened to me talk about this. It makes a lot of sense. So obviously, you know, I'm not, I'm not some kind of super genius. Obviously, other people have already thought of this. So why aren't the billionaires doing it? Now, there might be people out there who know anything about how muscles are formed or um, marine biology or uh, uh, the Geneva Convention that might say that none of what I said... Um, was factually accurate or uh, a conducive way to um, build muscle growth. And to those people, I would just say um, that it, it feels like you're censoring me and taking away my First Amendment right to uh, spew blatant falsehoods with no repercussions. And I think... So what you need to do is you need to look within yourself and evaluate what that means about you because end of the day, you know, I'm here, I'm talking about steers, steers, steers might not be bulls and you got to get used to it. <laughs> are steers bulls that are castrated? Are steers male? Is a steer, a, like, a, I think a horse that's been castrated is a gelding. Is that what steers are? They gelding? They, they cow, they bull, bull geldings? Gelded bulls? I don't know. Call in. <laughs> uh, the viewers at home, if you would like to call in and uh, let us know what you think a steer is, the number is 555-666-555555. Now, a lot of people might say that's more numbers than a phone number it has, but, uh, you know, uh, just dial it. It's toll-free. Yeah, that, uh, it does feel like, because <laughs> you've got, like, the, the Democrats have introduced their police reform package. The Republicans are now 
trying to introduce their own package in the Senate, which I'm sure is going to be exactly what black people are asking for. The thing about Mitch McConnell and the Senate Republicans is they almost exclusively have black people's best interests at heart. So that's one thing I've found uh, in my time, you know, looking at politics is if you want sort of the voice of black America, look no further than Mitch McConnell. Now, they've introduced stuff. They are getting mad at the Democrats and I think do not want to use the Democrat congressional bill because their argument is you had eight years under Obama to do that, to introduce police reform and you never did, which is a great argument until you realize that uh, whenever during that eight years they uh, tried to introduce police reform, the Republican-controlled Congress and Senate um, blocked it, which kind of makes it feel like a bit of a bad faith argument. But I'm sure if you tune into Fox News, Tucker Carlson will probably have some explanation for why um, the libs are wrong and uh, Republicans as the party of Lincoln, even though their policies are almost unrecognizable from uh, the era of Lincoln, uh, really have always had black people's best interests at heart. Also, sounds like Biden is sticking to his guns on giving another $300 million to policing or $300 billion to policing to um, try and reform it and make things better, which Biden, black people brought you to this dance. Bernie was going to win. But then black people showed up in South Carolina and pretty much single-handedly made you the Democratic nominee. And you are banking on them. You went on... Joe, Joe Biden went on The Breakfast Club and said, if you're having a hard time choosing between me or Donald Trump, then you ain't black. And also, like, got dangerously close to talk and jive a lot of times in that interview. You're gonna maybe have to do what they want at this point. Like, they got you here. I think the least you could do is listen to them when they say, hey, the more money we give to police, it just kind of seems like they keep murdering us so can we maybe try something else sitting there and going well I don't know if that's the best solution hey maybe it's time for you to just do some listening Joe holy yeah um but at the same time we've still got you know I think I think I saw somewhere that at some point this week, this past weekend, maybe uh, Seattle had another protest of like 60,000 people. Like, oh, that's unreal that it's 
like two weeks after the fact and we're still having those kind of numbers, it makes sense in the COVID era that, you know, people are not working as much. Uh, so there's people with more free time. You don't have that excuse of like, oh, I would love to support, uh, you know, rights for humans. But uh, I've just I got a shift at I got a shift at the the quilt factory, the quilt barn uh, fabric land. I've got I've got to um, I got to sell some quilts to some elderly people, some fabric. Um, don't think I'm going to be able to make it to this one. But you know what? I'll get you on the next one. That excuse not really working when 40 million people are out of jobs. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Rashad Brooks, I believe is his name, the guy from Atlanta who uh, was shot for sleeping drunk in his car in a Wendy's parking lot, which, Jesus Christ, um, I just read, just saw a headline that it looks like, uh, the officer who shot him is going to be facing murder charges and has some, uh, 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 you know, a history of doing this kind of shit because duh. And like, that's great. Like, I think that's what goes to show, Hey, you keep on marching, eventually, eventually, politicians have to listen to you. <laughs> like, there's, I can't imagine what must be going through politicians' minds right now. Of just looking out into the streets of their cities and going, Okay, so, it's been like 15 days and it seems like the crowd sizes are getting bigger. And now that the police aren't committing war crimes against them, it seems like the protests are pretty peaceful. So we can't really use the narrative that they're all violent thugs anymore. Um, I hate to say it, but we might actually have to do our jobs and do some do something for the for the people which I it it pains me it sickens me to think that I might have to do my job and listen to my constituents but that might be the only solution moving forward here. We, all right, you know what? Let's, let's try something. Um, okay, uh, just spitballing. What if we get a whole bunch of uh, uh, white 60-year-olds together to wear kente cloth scarves and uh, take a knee in Congress? Oh, all right. All right, that should solve it. Are they, they're still in the streets? Oh, Oh God, guys. Um, we should we should we give them? Should we listen to their requests and actually make some changes in policy and change the laws? No. Oh. Um. Okay, we got to. Um. What if like, could we could we maybe 
Could all of us 60 year old white people, could we maybe do a rap song together to like let them know that we, we are down with the streets and that's really the kind of message we want to get across. Um, like maybe, you know, uh, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, they could like, you know, get on the mic under a, a hot beat and, uh, let's put that together. Okay. And we released it on YouTube and oh, okay, that ought to sit on the, there's more people in the streets. Oh, they're, oh, it's, it's a meme. Oh, memes are the fuel of Gen Z and we are, Gen Z, it is tough to pull their ideas. <laughs> These Gen Z people seem to have some crazy ideas about wanting to live in a fair and equitable society. And I just don't know how we can do that. And keep uh, Bezos and Warren Buffett and Elon Musk happy. Cause like you they donated a lot of money to our campaign that last year. And like the Pfizer corporation, like uh, we're running off money from Viagra and uh, crude oil. And th these do not seem to be things that Gen Z are interested in. So I, um, okay. Okay. Guys. Um, what, what if we did the nene on TikTok? I know it's a bold choice. It's, it's, it's a level of, um, policy forward thinkingness that I don't think has ever been displayed in the hallowed halls of the U S Congress. But what if we did a TikTok dance? That might, that might settle Gen Z down if Nancy and Chuck got together and did a, a, a TikTok dance, um, perhaps to, what if, what if we took the Martin Luther King, I have a dream speech and we set it over, um, a, 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 a hip hop beat and we did a TikTok dance to it. Would that, do you think that would, they're, they have pitchforks now? Hmm. Okay. I, I don't know what else we can do to pander here. Cause I don't see how doing our jobs and introducing real legislative change could accomplish anything. What's, what's the least amount that we can do while still looking like we care at all? <laughs> that's, that's kind of the question. The real, the question on the surface that's being bandied around, uh, U S politics right now is how can we, how can we, how can we address systematic racism in our society? The behind the scenes question, the whispered question in offices and faxes and memos is what's the least amount we can do that still looks like we care without really upset because the status quo has really, it's benefited us 
quite a lot, so I think I speak with a unanimous voice when I say I would prefer it if we didn't change the status quo in any way, shape, or form. I would, how can we, how can we, how, hi, we're your elected representatives. We've been listening to the things you have to say. You've been shouting them through megaphones. It's been tough not to hear them. And we've been trying to listen as well. And we just want to know what's the minimum we can do to make you go away? We liked it better when you were too busy working three jobs to ever check in on the job we were doing. How do we go back to that? How do we go back to a place of political apathy amongst our constituents? That's what we'd like to know. What? We, we've heard you. And we have a radical plan that we would like to unveil this is a sweeping plan to fight the systemic injustices that are, in many ways, the foundational building blocks of our system. And how are we going to address these issues? By changing nothing. <laughs> We'd like to give more money to the people who were on camera uh, committing war crimes and uh, uh, restricting citizens and taxpayers' First Amendment rights just a week ago. We'd like to give them $300 billion extra dollars. Is that enough to make you go away? Because here in the hallowed hills of our great republic, we... This country is built upon the idea of doing the least possible to make the people we govern shut the fuck up. We hear you. Now we would like you to not say anything more. We hear you. Now we would like to no longer hear you. <laughs> Shit. It is truly crazy. Like, how many hundreds of thousands of people need to be marching across your entire country before you go? This might be the big one, guys. We might actually have to, uh, we might actually have to put some work into something here. This might not be just a band-aid fix kind of problem. We, uh, I hate to say it, and I really do, because I have been really enjoying, um, you see, the status quo has been quite kind to me. I have power and wealth from it, um, and a place uh, with a voice in the highest uh, 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 power in the land. So how can we fix the system without changing any of the parts of it that have disproportionately benefited me. 
<laughs> Jeez. It is crazy. But pretty cool. People are getting some stuff done. Because I got to say, like, if you had told me six months ago that we were going to see uh, officers getting charged with second-degree murder from public videos of them killing black people in the street, I would have said, well, what changed to make that a reality? Because didn't seem like they were interested in doing anything about that problem for the last 26 years of my life. But, holy shit, they're getting the work in there. It, uh, yeah, I think, um, I think that's all that's in the gas tank for this week. I think we've enjoyed our time here together today. Hi, I'm Joel. You might have been listening to me talk for the last 30 odd minutes or so. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you. We learned a lot this week, and I think going forward, there's much more to learn. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the moment that I know the podcast is over. As soon as I just start staring at the floor and going, and, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, yeah. As soon as I just start like barking, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm out of, I'm out of material. That's, that's all the riffs that I have. I've, I've painted myself into a riff corner and now it's time to, uh, call her good. So, you know, love you guys. I will catch you on the flippity flop. See you next time. Mwah.